Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 107. I am Eric Berger, joined by my Perfect. snotty co-host, <laughs> Perfect timing. Did I pass my allergies on to you? <clears throat> no, it's my runny nose from this uh, oh, burrito. It's like white people spicy, but I don't know why. Like, like it gave it's me just a, food hot. It, it, no, yeah, mm. like it gave me the hiccups and like yeah, runny nose. And Jesus, it's like, you going to be okay? Not, it's not hot. Like I had uh, I had a really bad sinus infection like two or three weeks ago, and it lasted over a week. Oh, God. It's one of those things where you're like, you get up in the morning, and you just like want to go back to sleep for the rest of the week. Yeah. But then you get to work, and you just uh, use most of a box of Kleenex, and then you're fine the rest of the day. So spe- speaking of noses, yeah. um, me and Jana and my father okay. went to... a terrifying to, combination of people. We yeah. went to Ladonia Brewing in uh, Minneapolis. It's actually my, my favorite brewery within the city. It's, it's, I'm surprised I haven't heard of that. It, it's really good. It's uh, all Mexican like themed, and actually everybody owns it. Is of I think they're either of Mexican or at least Central American descent. Okay. Um. So they're legit, in other words. Yeah, like they 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 aren't like they're yeah Latinx they're, they're they're not books. yeah they're not like culturally appropriating like like candy skulls and stuff. They're actually Mexican, so it's okay. Oh, I see. Uh, anyway, so we're there, and uh, I've always held the belief that whenever a random old puerto rican man gives you food you take it okay so it's the opposite of the candy baby yes historically i am five for five with it being (laughs) the best food i've ever had the best (laughs) tamale the best hiberito uh the best nachos the best taco and now the best hot sauce uh Hmm. this random puerto rican guy just like told me to come over to him and try his hot sauces i had for sale he sells them at the at the uh minneapolis farmer's market in summer Sure. And uh, yeah, they were every single one was killer. And the last one I had this actual hot sauce is like Puerto Rican people hot sauce. So like so, actually spicy. Yeah, like it, it's like lockjaw and like, <laughs> and like you might actually die. Like it was really good. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm an extremely white person, but I, I do like spice. Oh, that was so good. But anyway, Ladonia Brewing is... Uh, I totally dropped the ball because I, I bought two... Surprised I haven't uh, heard of that. I, I, brought, I bought two squealers, one of which to bring here, and I, I didn't. I do so. love the name squealer. I don't know whoever came up with that, but it's it's good. That's like a small growler, that's why. R- yeah, no, we've, we've, gone over that on the, we've gone over that on the podcast before, and I still I still like it. Yeah, it's a great name. I'm, I'm currently eating a burrito. So. <laughs> um, I, you know what? Hey, let's plug Patreon while I'm eating this burrito. Sounds good. All right. So you guys, if you've been listening to us, which you probably have if you're listening this early on into the live stream, uh, we do have a Patreon page. What it covers for us is ideally someday it will just cover the uh, the beer we consume on the episode. Um, and then in an ideal world, potentially even the hosting. So hop on over to patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. We just have two levels. One of them is $1.50 a month, and the other one is 5 bucks a month. So if you enjoy it, uh, feel free to head on over and kick us a few bucks. Otherwise, don't, and we will still record. Yep, that is it. Now, back to the show. I've had a bite of my burrito. Sounds good. Um, this was actually from news from Europe that we found here. I like Europe. This is from TopGear.com, not uh, James May, Carson, and Hammond, uh, but the, the weenie Top Gear. Uh, this man with a Renault Twingo was saved from a speeding ticket. Not from a Renault's design, though. He was saved from a speeding ticket because of a pigeon. Which This seems to be happening a lot lately, I was gonna and say, I really like it. I've seen another instance yeah. of a bird flying in front of a speed camera. It obscuring either the number plate yeah, that or was the a, driver. That was a Mini Cooper. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also, that was also, also in Twingo. England. Yep. Also in England. Well, yeah, there are but speed cameras. It, it's clearly that God uh, intervened uh, on this Twingo. And no, it's pigeons. They're plotting. 
They don't like speed cameras, so... I thought it was just God enjoying the Twingo, because it's one of the most holy designs of all time. I like the Twingo. I don't like that they painted eyelashes on it. Actually... Do you want to know the shit about that? Is it factory? Oh, yeah. Oh. What, like, what trim level? The highest trim level on the early ones. Early? And it's actually supposed to look like um, it's supposed to look like sun rays. It doesn't. Yeah, it I looks know. like eyelashes. Well, it's also in black and white and at night. It's yeah, different... it looks like a Hitchcock film, really. Yes. Yeah. You, you, do you, uh, in the episode of um, regular show, the uh, Govna? Um, oh, the... Yeah, the, the, the horror movie that Rigby gets and he has nightmares. It looks like the that's twin the goes British from taxi. yeah, but it looks like the British taxi from that. Does that Sorry, have yeah. a miscolored hood on it? Uh, yes, it does. Okay, so that and twin goes. That twin goes had a life. Yes. yes, it has. That's the one. Also, to import it, right it, there. it is high uh, specs. It does have fog lights. Yeah, I see that bumper looks actually pretty late. Yeah, that's, that's got to be very, like a two thousand. It's a very cool twin go. I, I would like mm-hmm. to own that. Merci, Twingo. Yeah. Merci. I said that in the most American way possible. I had to like Mer- circumvent yeah. my Mr. French. Merci, French pigeon. How do you say Mer- pigeon in French? I don't remember. I know. How do you say tra- how do you say trash? That's a good question. I, I don't know remember. Bird how about is dumpster? Like, uh, uh, well, poubelle is a trash can. Uh, so and then, and then how do you say bird? Oiseau. Poubelle yeah. oiseau. A garbage Wazo. bird. Yeah, there you go. Same thing. Poubelle oiseau. <clears throat> merci poubelle oiseau. <laughs> <laughs> oui, merci poubelle My, oiseau. I have seen a lot of stuff about how bird in French is the worst word because it's not spelt anywhere <clears throat> near the way you pronounce it. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of them are, but yeah, in the case of like oiseau, like O I. Yeah. S E A U, I think. And, and like, there's like an X in there somewhere. Uh, there might actually. There actually might be. I don't remember. It's been a long time. I can't believe I don't remember, like, dumpster or trash. Yeah, huh. yeah it'd be the one word I would Either remember. way, French is confusing, but merci. We all get that. Merci, Twingo. Merci, Which poubelle oiseau. It's shockingly uh, phonetic for the French language as well. Well, we the Twingo picked some good words with this yeah. garbage bird, so... Well, I, I'm more excited about the Twingo, but I'm really happy that owner got out of a ticket because yeah. their face was obscured and yeah, they can't that, see that, who not it only, was. That, yeah, not only that, but they also, is, not only is the face obscured, but the speed camera, by picking up the bird, they have argument in court, even if their face wasn't obscured. The camera might have read the bird's speed, yeah. not the car's yeah. speed. And the bird's obviously going faster than the Twingo. Seriously, the, the bird just gapped that Twingo. Also, what the hell was that guy doing in a Twingo to trigger a speed camera? It was the bird. That guy had to it be... It was the bird. Must have been, because that guy would have had to be... We've split. gotten to the bottom of it. It was not divine intervention. It was just a bird racing a Twingo. Which yeah. is a shame, because we would like to see more happy Twingo pictures, even yeah. if they are in speed camera context. I, I think it's hilarious just a Twingo on a speed camera period. <laughs> that's it, amazing. It is a little bit strange. That, that's That takes a lot of effort and can, uh, good, good, to, good for that guy for doing that. Look how happy that car is. It's so happy. It's like losing to a bird but it's alright because it knows it's helping the bird's self-esteem. I feel like every Twingo had like just botched plastic surgery and Botox so it I can't mean, frown. I feel like that they're just the most wholesome car and they're just always happy for life. It's just like I exist. Look at me. <laughs> like I'm helping you. Yeah. yeah, A cup half full oh, type of car. Me. Yeah. Gas tank half full. The, uh, yes. the type that, of person who's so optimistic and happy all the time, it pisses you off. Yep. Yeah, like, exactly that. that person in their sunny disposition. But Like if you run to Peter when you're having a bad day. Oh, just like, man. God, you're too pure. Get away from me. I, I want to be angry now, Peter. 
Go home. <laughs> Peter, this is not the time for this. This isn't the time to be nice. I want to be mad. Just let me be mad. Let let me be a JK Wrangler. <laughs> oh, I have to pull. <laughs> angry. Every time somebody puts the angry eyes on a Jeep, I have to pull. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what it looks like. So. All righty. Well, I'm glad that happened. Uh, I also have some more news from Eurup. Oh, Yay, what could it possibly be? Well, let me start on uh, well, Pikes Peak about two years ago. So they fully paved yes, that uh, track. Honda Civic, right? Pikes, no. Oh, no, no, no Pikes Peak, I'm sorry. Yeah, Pikes yeah. Peak. So in 2012, they fully paved the entire mountain. It used to yeah, be a right. split between tarmac and gravel. Yeah, fun. Um, so in 2012, deal with on a mountain. <laughs> yeah, yeah terrifying. Lots of people died. Nah. Anyway, so the, the record started just getting smashed every year. But two years ago, Volkswagen brought their IDR electric car and a Frenchman, and they completely obliterated the record by a very substantial margin, even over <laughs> Sebastian Vettel's uh, Peugeot run. But anyway, uh, Volkswagen Boo! took the very same IDR, and they just uh, mutilated the Volkswagen Nürburgring Nordschleife EV lap record. So they did a lap of this thing, this 12.4-mile circuit, in 6 minutes, 5.336 seconds. Christ. So, like, going balls out in a pretty fast sedan or something like that's 10 minutes yeah. around yeah. this track. Yeah, this is 4 so, minutes fast. And we when, really like to watch people <clears throat> mess up on this track. So the fact that he did it without messing up. Yeah. And, and it's like 156 turns or something. Yeah, yeah it's, it's insane. Yeah, it's a lot. So I'm going to I'm going to pull up the uh, well, actual lap video while, not, while we not talk only about that, it. But, but like, like so for reference, yeah. When the GTR, <laughs> like the R35 GTR came out, that was the fastest car in the world at that point in time or on the Nürburgring. I think production car around the yeah. 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 Fastest production car in the world on the Nürburgring. I think that didn't like. I think it was like seven fifty six or something. Yeah, that's still a really good. Which is time. like an insanely fast time. <laughs> and it's a, the the Mark IV Supra had the fastest time in the early two thousands when it uh, when it unbenched Gimbala, and that was still within eight minutes of the of the actual. And I know time. we watched a Twingo do do a race. Yeah, that that, that was track. about twenty minutes. That was like one of my most uh, favorite thing about the old Gran Turismo is they had like the Daihatsu Midget Two mm-hmm. in it, and you could take them on the Nurburgring, and it would be like a thirty-six minute lap. Oh yeah, you can do that with um Forza now. <clears throat> oh nice! I didn't yeah. even know they had the Nurburgring in there. Yeah, they do. I've always had it. Oh okay. It's really fun. I didn't um, know. Yeah, no. If you I thought if, that was audio from the video, it's geese outside. It's if you if geese. you want a uh, a real experience in Forza, take Forza. take either the Bugatti Type Thirty Five or the Auto Union race car. I don't uh, want a race take car. A, wait, take those around the Nurburgring, fully specked out into like S one class, and you're having a party. Do not, not want. Even if you're all wheel drive, you're having a do party. Do not want. <laughs> I'd rather take my Daihatsu Midget Two. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. That way I can do some gardening on the way. Now, yes. speaking of such, yeah, I also want to note that it's all great and all that Volkswagen had the IDF do. The, why, why, oh, yeah, the IDF is really just Defense Force, which is decisively, a little bit different than decisively a, not a Volkswagen. Yeah, decidedly um, a little different. Thank you. Sorry, I had a mouthful of burrito. Um, <laughs> but um, that's all well and good. But to date, my favorite lap record ever is sabine schmidt in the, in the transit in the transit yes i am in full agreement but she, I, she did a 959 in that right actually yeah she did actually what's what's funny about them is that a customer at work today 
whose Eurovan work van, I don't know why it was this work van, but it was, um, finally crapped out on him. Hmm. And he's like, I'm done with it. And he's like, I'm going to get a transit van. I'm like, it's a wonderful decision. He goes, yeah, it's not that, that's cool. I'm like, no, that's way cooler. Oh, dude, yeah. Like, it, it's just, it, it's objectively cooler. We find, I was behind a transit the other day. Just you get like, excited. the mill one. I'm like, it's Europe finally got here. Yeah. Like, they had transits for like 30 years while we were fumbling around with Econolines. 40 years. 40 years. 40 years, whatever. Yeah. And but, um, uh, my work just bought a 2.7 EcoBoost Transit. Yes. So I was telling him um, that... the trig story? I, I, no, well, not the trig story, but I, I told him about Sabine Schmidt and the Nürburgring. Oh, no, nice. it's actually a really good van. It's actually faster than Jaguar. He goes, what? I'm like, yeah. Uh, or, or Clarkson, Richard, or, you know what I mean. <clears throat> Clarkson took his around the Nürburgring, and then Sabine Schmidt said, I could do better than that I in could the van. Beat that time in the van. Yeah, it, her weird German accent. I like Sabine Schmidt's. Um, and then she did. And not only well, that, it actually beat a lot of people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was like left foot braking this van, like passing sport bikes on this tourist in Farton. It was great. <laughs> Well, actually, I don't know if that was technically a tourist in Farden because they had the entire trek open. I think the tourist days, um, they actually block it off in the middle of the strait, and they bring people off and on there, so you can't get going ridiculously fast. Yeah, I think they do. Yeah, because when, when I was there, it was like that. You couldn't you couldn't do the full straight. It oh, was still man. plenty. I mean, we got up to 125 or something in our little Fiat. Well, it's oh. yeah, it's not like you have entire straight sections of the autobahn going like from one major city to another where there's no speed limit right that you can just go however fast you want it's like exactly. the Nürburgring. it's like the Nürburgring exists for you being a better driver weird it's yeah. not like daytona or it just it's just meant for being fast <laughs> um yeah now uh speaking of people that can afford cars that go fast okay uh this one came up as a combination right before this episode i was thinking between that girl i told you about that was like maybe 18 and she was driving oh, that yeah. five series mm-hmm. and had the Louis Vuitton handbag and the Ray-Ban sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and another person called up and said that her daughter is getting a Q5 for her car. No. Now, these are really awful first cars. Uh, well, for sure the Q5 is, but like the five series is just a bad choice to get for your start off driver. Yeah. It's a terrible, terrible startup car. Um, now, Not a terrible car, just terrible to give a teenager. Well, if it's a 528, which it probably is, it means it has that terrible corporate four-cylinder turbo. So it's actually a it terrible was car. Actually a, yeah, it was actually. Yeah. No. Or 530 now. Well, um, it's definitely not manual, I can tell you that. No. <laughs> so this leads me to the question. Say you're the bourgeois type. Okay. Well, and you have plenty of money to throw around. Oh, I don't have that. Well, if you are bourgeois, you Sure, I'm, I'm happy to bourgeois- suspend disbelief. You're bourgeoisie. Sure. You're the, the, the little upper class. But anyway, so... Um, Thank you. Yeah, say you're the bourgeois type and you have a lot of money to throw around at your children's first car. Okay. What, what do you get them? Well, you can, you can basically afford any reasonable luxury car or but lesser. But am, am I dumb? Well, no, you're you. Oh, oh. So, what? like, the intelligent version of spending 10 5 Series money on my kid? Yeah. Like, what do you get your kid for their first car? That's a pretty good question. I think I would get them an M240i. That's a good car. Because the engine's pretty reliable. They're still sold with a six-speed. Okay. And they're pretty small. That's that's not, uh, not a bad decision. You know what I would do? Hmm. 
I would either get them a Cressida. Okay. With unlimited money. Well, not unlimited, but like or, with a lot of money, you buy them a Cressida? Or an Impreza. Okay. What? Either way, they will have a blown engine. And you want me to do? I buy that for them when they're 14, and every year for their birthday, I'm going to give them a part of the engine. And then for their 16th birthday, I'm going to teach them how to put it together. I thought you were going to say, I'm going to buy them like a, a small block the first year, no. and buy them a Tremec the second year. No, I'm going to teach them, I'm going to give them a normal engine and show them how to put them together. You know why? Because kids get their first car, and they don't have any respect for the car. If you have to put the thing together yourself, you're going to have respect for it. Probably. And that means that they're less likely to get into a car accident, and their your insurance will be less. And there's some old shit box anyway, so well, who cares? Well, if you get them hooked, yeah, they don't yeah. even have time for drugs. They'll be exactly. spending all the money on and their that, 7 That is, regardless of how much money I have in my life, my kid is totally getting an old shit box where you have to put it together yourself. We kind of talked about this a while ago. Like, what would you, like, like, reasonably in our situation, like, if we both had, like... Hypothetically speaking, right now, if we both had like a fifteen-year-old kid, yeah. like what would we buy them? Oh, God. and I think my answer was like the like a three twenty-three I, like the mm-hmm. crappy slow E forty-six with yeah. like hawk brakes and like track rubber and like a roll cage, because like I want them to have the least amount of power with the <coughs> best brakes. Yeah, I want the, I want them to have like just the worst of everything. <clears throat> Because I want them to learn how to drive on a piece of shit, so they can okay. get, become a better driver. Yeah, but like, a, like a, like a, I, I, I totally I get what like you're the, saying. Not, not, totally I'm not saying like get saying. them an intrepid of any sort. Oh man! But me like, no, get them say like an Impreza with some Riken Raptors, so they can learn that you can't just trust all wheel drive. That's true. That thing's probably safe enough. Or if they've been it, they'll probably that, walk away. And that's that's why I didn't say something like a 91 Civic, which. R- because all that'll happen with that is they're gonna crumple. Spit, they're gonna love it, and it's either gonna get stolen or crashed into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if it's like a Cressa, that's a pretty substantial car. If it's an Impreza, that is for a fact Ideally, a substantial car. You do want to get them something 1997 or newer. Yeah, oh, that's true. Because there were huge crash safety standard increases there. And as much as I hate to like or I love to rip on like ooh crash test for the yeah. young people, like they're gonna crash it. Yeah. Like it's going to happen. Well no, I mean look They're at the high look at the Nissan Suru versus like any car made after nineteen ninety seven. And the Nissan Suru is not an old design. It's a design mm-hmm. from nineteen ninety. And that got one star, like a firm one star on a crash test. Well, even look at like a nineteen eighties S class. They don't hold up that well these days in crash yeah. tests. No, not at all. But they were really safe back in the day. Yeah, it's yeah. true. But that's that's also why I go as far as to say like a, a Cresta because that's a car where it's safe enough. Like yeah. you're gonna be there's fi- a lot of metal there. You're, yeah. you're gonna be fine in any reason. Like unless you're really fucking around on the highway, uh, which I mean an NA seven M. You're not gonna get yourself into that much trouble. I think you'll probably be fine. Yeah, you're really gonna be fine. Uh, but it, you know if you do, it's a put enough. They're gonna have enough fear driving it where they're going to feel like they're going to die without actually dying. I'm actually going to import the Euro 2-liter engine, the smaller one that we never got here, and put that <laughs> in the 4 to 6. And then I'm going to put like a really crappy muffler on it so it's even slower. But I, I think that that's, that's the thing, is you want to give them a car that they, they can enjoy, that they've got pride in, mm-hmm. and so that they will actually take care of it. All right. Something with a manual transmission. Oh, absolutely. We're in agreement. Yeah, so but they I can't text and drive. A good set of tires is still important. You can have crappy brakes. Well, no, it's... I can handle you, that, but... a, Good set of tires. Don't go overkill. Don't get them like track tires or like actually good tires, but get them a set of like good all seasons so they learn. Because not every day are they going to have 
perfectly good tires. Like one I, day, I will car... say, I learned a lot yeah. driving through the winter with summer tires. Yeah, before you... I got winter tires. That's why I'm so good at driving in winter. I've only gotten stuck once, is because every car I owned for winter for the longest time was an '80s sports car. <laughs> but... I've gotten better driving in the winter because I had to pick my sister up from school in a Sienna with all seasons mm-hmm. on a route that was all wines and hills, and I would. I was always late, so I was always going way too fast. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. But going, going the speed limit. That's, going I would never limit, break a traffic but, law. But too fast for the conditions, you know, just... Sure. No, that that's and that's I've, what your neighborhood's like. Yeah. You go 35, which is the speed limit, you feel like you're on the Nürburgring. Oh, yeah. Like, there, there's <laughs> so many brilliant. times, like, I'm just used to hearing the sound of a car crashing into a tree because... Sure. People take this blind turn way too fast. And so I took that blind turn way too fast and almost took out a trash can and a few mailboxes. Allegedly. But I well, saved almost, it I because, you, you know, I learned how to, oh, shit, I'm going too fast. I lost control. The car control clinics and yeah. stuff like that are yeah. well worth bringing the kids to because then oh, they yeah. can have the good equipment and still learn how to get way out of control. That's yeah. why I think I would same, give but... my kid a 2006 Toyota Sienna. Did you know that you can Actually, buy a commercially off-the-shelf or whatever three-and-a-half-inch lift kit for those? That's amazing. There you go, honey. But, yeah, I would just give those. Jana, wait, wait week. a second. That, that makes, that's a perfect car for you. They made those in all-wheel drive. Yep. You need something that's tall enough to fit a GPR in, and you can, you can drive. You, can, you love Siennas. So there you go. Perfect. You could lift your existing one, too. Yeah. Or get a 3.5 all-wheel drive Sienna. They didn't no, make but... lift kits for those. But yeah, so I'm no, just no, her saying, generation, like, three three. Yeah, her generation, the the last year there was a three five. But yeah, I'm just saying the Sienna before they switched body was styles. My first car, and I think it was a really good first car because I did have a lot of unexpected costs that weren't too expensive because it's a Japanese car, but also like you know I could haul anything I needed to because when you're in high school. You gotta haul around all of your friends who don't have driver's license. So there's that a, is true. There is another beautiful point of a car like a Sienna, where if you have a car, what did you just find the three five? They did it for three years. Oh, is it was a three years? It was oh, right seven out. to twenty ten. Yeah, and then they switched body styles. So hers is like way lighter Don't than the current such one. Such a freaking sleeper. It would be hilarious. That, <laughs> I told really you, I beat Mustangs. All well, the you've time. got a three three. But the three the three five is like even faster. Than yeah, it's like another sixty horsepower on top of the three yeah. three. Yeah, like your yours yours you already like embarrass V six Mustangs, but really like, yeah, cool. that's forty three hundred pounds. As I say yeah. every time. But on that's this podcast. look at what the new one is. The new one starts at forty five, I think. Forty three hundred and ten pounds. That's what the new one is. Same weight. Yeah. Oh, it's the same weight. Okay. Yeah. I think it might have been the fully specced out one that's lighter. The that could be the auto the all wheel drive Eurogen is forty five hundred and twenty five pounds, but that's super cool. I did not know yeah. they put the two GR in those. That's epic. My car yeah. is front wheel drive, so <laughs> oh it's yeah, super you could just fun. melt the hides off that. So yeah. But anyway, what I was saying was a car with is terrible weight distribution of channels. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's another it thing. It teaches you how to drive in the winter yeah. super quickly. Yeah, yeah My that. sister refused to drive in the winter because driving the Sienna is so scary. But I prefer it because I know I'm going to be safe. Mm-hmm. 
I've definitely spun it quite a few times, but I'm always able to get out of those spins because I know how to drive. Yeah, because 150% of the weight of the vehicle is over the front axle. Yeah, so I just, I just reverse <laughs> One it. One out, power out. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I start spinning, I throw it into neutral, let it lose speed, crank it back in reverse, and then correct myself in, uh, I'm good to go. And people are horrified when they see that, but I'm like, I know I'm not going to hit you. Like, I learned from my mistake. I was obviously going... A little bit too confidently, so it... Pish posh. So, our first cars are a... Choices are a Sienna. Sienna. uh, A late model, last two generations of Sienna. A clapped-out Cressida or WR... Or not WR, sorry. Just normal Impreza. Manual. (laughs) The the Cressida would be manual. Swap, of course. But with the engine out of the car for some reason, where you, so you have to put it so in. So it's your Cressida, basically. Yes. Yeah, I would actually give my Cressida. That'd be a perfect first car for a kid. Uh, and then yours would be... Like a down-swapped 323i with really aggressive brakes and tires. Yeah. There you go. So there, that, that's yeah. the way you can go. Also, and I manual, definitely would teach my kid how to drive manual, even though they're oh, yeah. driving an automatic every day. I just I don't want to hear them bitching about... I know. So, like, I don't want to give them a car with autopilot. Yeah. Like, dude, that thing makes me a way shittier driver. Well, that's... Th- so regardless, it's going to be something that's safe but feels sketchy yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just oh, dial yeah. a bunch of camber and, into and it. Actually, so it feels and actually requires you to drive it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, no cup holders and yep. like nowhere to set a phone without it like going into the abyss of yes. some part of the car. I do so have to that's... say, that's a problem I have in my Sienna. I have cup holders, but they're like farther back than because like they're meant to access the back seat too. So, sure. And there's one up front, but it it's bottomless. So your phone goes through it. <laughs> That's perfect. So, so, so it goes through it into the passenger seat. Th- this so it's, is it's gone. <laughs> this is a beautiful thing about the Cressida, is it doesn't it, it does have cup holders which are too thin for my phone, which is an S7 which is fairly clapped out. It's very broken. Um, and this is much a, like an Audi. S7. This is yes. a pretty small phone by, by, modern, by modern standards, standards and yeah, it, mean, it barely fits in that cup holder. A 10. I have to put it in at like an mm-hmm. angle. So like the I new get, Pixel 3a. Which I can is awesome. I can fit my phone like this in my cup holder, which means let me that, present you the correct form factor yes. for yes. a phone, the iPhone SE. But anyway, so phone I have to put front. my phone in the cup holder like as such, where it's at like a 45 degree. Which is angle. fine if you're going down a highway. Yeah. But as soon as I take any sort of corner, it ends up flying. Yep. Yep. Now the trick, the the issue is that my car. Like the issue. No, this that's not even the the bulk of the issue. The bulk of the issue is my car is a luxury. Uh, like kind of sports saloon sort of thing from the 1980s. Mm-hmm. And what did cars in the 1980s have an abundance of? Cocaine. Body roll. Oh, oh, that too. So basically, my phone is now in a catapult with an open window next to it. <laughs> It's like setting something on a dash and going yes. to a cloverleaf and just watching it happen. Like, well. I do have to say, in, in high school, one of my friends was driving a hand-me-down van. Because mm-hmm. I guess that's what everybody gets, which is perfect. Well, vans are great. So, but yeah. they had the, the st- remember the sticky stuff? That, of course. Like, so where you put your tools on or whatever your to keep your that. phone yeah. from sliding It was like those out. cell phone signal boosters and then the yeah. sticky mats. We were allegedly skipping school one day. 
and um like we, you worked it in there it's good. we uh put <laughs> the somebody phone. rested their phone on the sticky pad that your it's your phone's not supposed to move mm-hmm. and you know the car didn't have ac because you know it, it doesn't work and so the window was down and they're taking a turn too oh, fast no. and the phone was oh, gone. No. all right so this is the issue oh, no. is <laughs> that that phone because of that sticky stuff would kind of store up its potential energy before it finally reaches it gives a you point the false confidence in which yeah. now it releases all the stored up potential energy of sitting there and like getting like yeah. pulled back like a slingshot. Hey baby, and we kinetic all now. that kinetic energy just sends yeah. it across. It just, like it went and like we and now we it's had in to orbit. Back that, to, like, now it's in orbit around the Earth. If right? it was a Nokia, we'll destroy a planet. No, because they were lucky <laughs> and you know they had a nicer phone. You sure. know, so it was maybe a smartphone. I don't know. It was, it was the time where it mixed big, but it was like a nicer phone, so they had to go back for it because they couldn't admit that they were, you know, allegedly skipping their right. TA hours yep. and a launched wow. their Bunch cell phone out of the car. Skipping TA hours. <laughs> I know. And like, you guys really were off the chain, apparently. Yeah, so we had to go back and find it. But I mean, for you forgot to hit record. That's okay. We can pull a copy off of Twitch. Okay, good. <laughs> and um, I, I totally, I swear. You hit it. I, I definitely hit it. I saw you because I remember. It was but you're right. It isn't recording. So that's fine. Twitch keeps a copy. So I'll just remember to pull it down after this. Thank God. Yeah. So <laughs> Thank you, Twitch. Don't skip school and don't throw your. Redundancy. <laughs> <laughs> As Ryan punches right. the ever-living Red- hell out of the microphone. <laughs> Redundancy! <laughs> but yeah, it just, it just, it's there to show that, you know, you can't trust teenagers with cars. They'll throw well, their phones out the window. We definitely know that. I think which is why we picked what we picked for yes. this. So. That's why now, speaking of cars that don't have any sort of body roll to send phones out of them. And cars <laughs> are, without engine. Not just kidding. Are cars that have bad clutches. Mm. Oh, I know all about this and one And you right have now. an abundance of that in your life. In this garage alone, there are three cars that need a clutch now. Well, at least none of them are Italian, so that's good. That's, oh goodness, yeah. The Ferrari clutch feels fine. That thing, I can smack it in a second. How that's terrible fine. would the Lamborghini's clutch be? I don't know. I hope I never find out. Yeah, I'd never want to find out either. That'd it, be awful. It had a clutch just before we bought it, and it has 16,000 miles on it. So, You're good Hope Mark it. doesn't plan on taking that baby up to 30K. Probably not. I hope not. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> I've got uh, the 996-911 is back down here, Scott's car, our, I think, longest Patreon patron. Yeah. Um, and it's actually down here to get the uh, X-pipe removed and some high-flow cats put in. And then some mufflers changed out. Because some Madman Mexico took the catalytic converters out. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. We we are very Terrible. EPA compliant in this garage. You, so yeah, I want to make Scott sure. Scott was telling us he was mm-hmm. on he was on holiday there. Yep. And the car developed a check engine light. Yeah. And he comes back and, and the, the car's throttle much, response is quite poor. Much much louder after the and fact. And stinkier. Yes. His child is complaining about it. Anyway, it was down here for that and. Uh, while I was taking it apart, he also um, made mention, of course, that his, his clutch was slipping when he goes hard into second gear. Is, is I'm Scott, like, oh. well, I guess I should know this, but he hasn't done this to me yet, but that's the equivalent of going to a repair shop for an oil change. It's like, oh, hey, by the way, could you tell me what this rattle is on cold startup coming from the front side of my engine? Oh, no. Like, that, that, that's the equivalent of that. Come on, Scott. No, I mean, <laughs> we, we don't have any record of the clutch having been changed when it had its replacement engine, so I don't even know if they changed the clutch when they did that. 
you know, I bet they didn't because that engine was probably so painful. It was expensive. We have all the service history for that car, and it, it was quite dear. Um, but, I mean, it's got 140,000 miles on it now, and he's autocrossed it and tracked it, and he drives it pretty hard. So it, it's fine that it needs a clutch. Um, but I have to say, being under that thing, for the most part, I hate working on Porsches because they're just... They suck. They're... They really suck. They're to engineered work on. to a point like where everything you need to do, there's enough space to do it, which I really appreciate. You can tell somebody actually thought it through, but they also just laid it out in the stupidest way possible. Just like it doesn't make any sense. That's accurate. So, that sounds just like Porsche. I've got the half shafts out of it. I've got the front trans mount out. So I need to take the slave off, take the bell housing bolts off, support the engine, and then the trans is out. Um, but I, yeah, that thing needs a clutch. I just want you to know that yeah. it's not just modern ones. The three old, they're the three Porsches we've had in our shop have all been like that. We've had a Boxster, a modern Boxster. Yep, I did a clutch on one of those. Actually, no, we, we've, we're at five Porsches. That that sucked. Um, and then we Boxster had wasn't that bad. And then then we had uh, a 914, um, which that sounded that? pretty good. Yeah, that was kind of cool sounding. I didn't see what it was, but then it when was, there was black. A, I can tell you that much. But there was a 914. Um, and the 914 sucked because that engine was it a six cylinder? That was a four cylinder, but they have to understand that was designed for a van, so there's an entire trunk exactly where everything you need to look at is. Okay. Um, and then so like the carburetor is easy to get at, but like anything belt related sucks. Okay. Um, then we had the 924, which is just a, a mishmash of garbage. Um, then a nine a 944, which was uh. Everything was much harder than it need to, needed to be on that car. I, much like yours, where you just laid it out in poor, just poor, poor ways. Yep. And then finally, uh, 930. Uh, and the suspension of the 930 is a very, it, it is a Volkswagen Beetle that's been left in the microwave for far too long. It's a very, very hot Beetle. What the hell I missed is it that? again. I don't know. It sounds good. It sounds cool. Sounds like an Italian V6. Oh, I just got sent a picture of a cute kitty. Wait, an Italian V6, so a Pentastar with turbos? <laughs> no. Anyway. No. So anyway, that car needs a clutch. It's currently up in the air with a transmission jack holding the transaxle in. Uh, on Saturday, I went to Cars and Coffee because I had to. Yeah. Because that's uh, where... I, I thought about that. That's where uh, Cannonball launched from. So... This was my Saturday morning. Okay. Um, as Jana can tell you, I set several alarms, so I need to go back and look at my alarms. I'm actually well aware at this point of how many alarms you set. I'm sure Jana bothers you about it every time they no, go off. No, I remember just being in the car going up to Brainerd. Yeah. All right, so... <laughs> that was plenty. 6.35, 45, and 6.50 all went off uh, for me to wake up for cars and coffee, and I said, eh, I'm asleep in for a little bit. I'll go a bit later. 715, 718, 720, 725, 735 went off. This is when I'm out of my REM cycle. Uh, <laughs> or when, when, uh, when my circadian cycle is in my sleeping stage. Uh, I then looked at it and went, mm, maybe. And then finally my final warning, my 8 a.m. alarms went off. And I looked at it and I go, I, I get like half out of bed. And at I'm what like, point did you text me and say, like it's totally not worth it or something like that. Yeah, you th texted th th me. at th this point. Okay. Um, I was at this say, point, like, I, yeah, I totally don't blame you. At this point, I go, ah, shit, I need to get gas in my van, and I'm like, the gas station is one block east of my house, <laughs> and you have to go west. <clears throat> and 169 is three blocks west, so I have to go four blocks out of my way to now go all the way out of my way to Mystic Lake. 
is it worth it? No. Yeah, and that's I'm like I just I I'm. I will the, say the three quarters of the vehicles there were for the cannonball. As I say, uh, the likelihood of me being let down at that show was higher than my likelihood that I'm going to gamble on. Because I'm like I, anything, anything smaller than like a one in twenty chance I'm going to ga- gamble on. <laughs> you have different uh, odds tolerances than I do. Yeah, so. I'm. I'm I, yeah, I'm, I'm a risky gambler. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, th- this one was like. My chances of like winning on this were significantly lower than one in twenty, so I'm not willing to gamble on that. So I just didn't. Fair enough. Yeah, well, and you didn't also, miss anything. I refuse to go to a, a casino parking lot. Yeah, which which is fine because I I'm not gonna be driving past your house, so it, it's, it's whatever. It, well, it actually saves me a little bit of time. Well, like the thing is, I, I live in Bloomington off of Old Shakopee in Normandale, so it's super easy for me to get there. Like, literally, just one sixty nine. Much, much closer. Like, yeah. So, like, house. when it moved to Canterbury, yeah, Canterbury, Canterbury, whatever. Kind of like language. Canterbury. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Um, Sounds delicious. So yeah, so like, yeah, so that was easy for me to get to, but the massive parking lot, like, I just get sunburn i'm super pale so i'm just like yeah, i've noticed yeah. a, a parking lot in the middle of morning when the sun's high not a good not a good thing for nope, me not like a desert and then ryan's like oh they're moving it and i was like oh maybe it'll be thank like, goodness uh, nope thank goodness i can they finally go oh, and they found the one worse slot i was like in the entire state <laughs> you know it's gonna stay it's gonna stay in shakopee probably i was like it's still be close to me and they're like oh it's at mystic lake and i was like what? Like who? Okay. What? Anyway, we, we've beat the dead horse on that yeah. one enough. It's yeah. just you didn't miss anything with the show. Was there no. anything? Was there it's anything cool Mystic outside Lake. of the cannonballers? Yeah, I mean, there was like a really old restored dually, like heavy duty pickup. There oh, that's was like cool. a bright green lifted Beetle. There was an RS2 Avant. That's cool. That sounds that was pretty cool. neat. I, and actually, it turned out to actually be a friend of mine from Canada who drove down for Cars and yeah, Coffee. Uh, oh my God. Wow, How disappointed what a were they? She was very, Jesus. yeah. She uh, actually loved the show. I'm just like, oh, Hubert, what? <laughs> Hubert uh, Toolzone from um, uh, Van Culture uh, sent me a picture of a Subaru Sambar that came from Canada as well. Huh. It was there. I mean, the little, uh, what was it? What's that little the van cave thing? Van was that, that was there sandbar. too. So. Yeah, it's a sandbar. It's really cool. But there's a local one. Uh, that was the one that was here. But anyway, I, so Cannonball. Get back to the story. Yeah. Uh, I took the it? 1M. I knew that car needed a clutch. In fact, it has a clutch kit in the trunk because mm. the previous owner of that vehicle uh, was a track instructor. So it has seen a lot yes. of track time. Mm. Uh, it was feeling pretty good the day before and the morning of, but we got about halfway through the rally, about three hours in. And that's when you texted me that you're probably not going to do the rest of the rally. Yeah, so I started slipping more, like mm. just leaning into it, just rolling into the throttle. It was starting to flare. I'm like, this isn't worth baking the flywheel. So we just came back, yeah. chilled, and then the next morning I came back down to grab the M5, because there is a E39 5 Series owner's drive or whatever in Stillwater going through. <laughs> Clutch whatever. Well. Beautiful, great. Get out to Stillwater, drive like an hour into Wisconsin, go up, and then uh, we get to like this crappy stop sign in the middle of nowhere at this four-way. And I just clutch dump first and like 4,000 RPM, lay some nice 11Cs, and just as it's about to peg the limiter, I grab a second, let the clutch out. No more tire slip, clutch slip. So that car should have no trouble grabbing second with Nankang tires on the back. No, not at all. And so now it needs clutch too. Yeah. 
Uh, now, anyway, let's compare. What I want to do, though, is I want to compare Cars and Coffee okay. to Cars and Crafts, which happened Craft. on this. It's actually S. It is. Oh, nice. is it just one? Okay. Craft. Well, anyway, um, I want to compare those since those actually happened on the same day for once. They did, yeah. Well, I mean, different times a day. But it, that's the thing is you you are in a unique position to juxtapose that because the way I look at it is I see Cars and Coffee as being really exclusive. Where cars they, and Coffee? Yeah, where they don't try to include other people. Hmm. Like, they try to exclude as many people as possible. Um, whereas Cars and Crafts, their turnout is good enough. To well, really no, I mean, like, anymore. how they've been historically. Sure, yeah. And kind that. of the demeanor of the people behind it. Whereas, like, they're, you, you need to earn your way into it. Whereas sure. Cars and Crafts, Craft, Thank you. Uh, they're <laughs> a lot more apt to open up to anybody. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, at this show that we went to, you know, it used to be, like, all imports, which I love. And trust me, imports are, like, where my heart and soul are. Oh, we all know, Ryan. Like, we all know. But this at this one, it, like, I saw an EG Civic with a wire tuck. I saw a donked out Camaro. Mm-hmm. Like, and Fox body. Yeah, and then, like... like a bunch of Corvettes, like and then there was Volvos, like a, there was a, the, uh, a Leyland uh, Mini Clubman. Oh, yeah. Oh, and a Little Red Express truck. Yeah, the Little Red Express truck. Ah, so rad. Yeah, the... the uh, Just the... The gamut that they're able to cram into like thirty cars there is incredible. And the the other thing I've noticed is the crowd. Yeah, the crowd. I'm gonna be frank. Is douchey at cars and coffee. You get a lot of just like douchey bros. A lot of Kyles. Yeah. yeah, a lot of Kyles that are like, oh well, the only good car in the world is a BMW One M or whatever, which is like, uh, yeah, it's an objectively. Well, cool I drove car. here in an Audi S4. It's pretty cool. It's got a 4.2 V8. It had the time chance done already. It's got tune. It's about about to hit 100K. Makes like 400 <sighs> of the tires. Sick. Yeah, so that. Like, that's what, that's what you're you're getting a lot of people like that. Those are more Chads. Oh, Kyle, yeah, those are Kyle, Chads. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle's are in the lifted trucks. Yeah, he's got a lifted 97K1500. Oh, yeah. Sad. But anyway, no, yeah, Cars and Craft is a really good show. It is yeah. definitely my favorite recurring show. Yeah, that really um, is. There's only, I think, one show I, I like more in Minnesota, and it's just once a year. So it's, Yeah, that's true. Um, and Cars and Craft is just a properly good It's a great show. And Drive Cartel people are awesome. And yeah, I mean, like, and to be fair, like, this one was probably the weakest one they've ever had. Mm. But, but that being said, on their, on a bad day, Cars and Crafts, Craft, sorry, cars and, on a bad day, cars and craft beats most other shows in minute. I would still say that they're still firmly in mm-hmm. number two position for best show of the year. Like if we, if well, they, yeah, 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 best and biggest are two very different things. So yeah. I agree, it's one of the best. Yeah, and I think it's in our way to to look at cars and crafts versus cars and coffee because yeah. cars and coffee is much quantity. Well, it used to be. Now, like, the last turnout was, like, not very good. Yeah. I mean, there were, like, 200 cars, maybe? Well, I'm sure they'll probably get down to a manual level by the time in two years where they finally move it just down to Pipestone all the way, and they have a (laughs) whopping 15 cars and three extra spectators, so. I just may as well move it to Ikea so I can get some meatballs or something like that. Actually, yeah, that'd be great. I think they're open, unfortunately. Yeah, they are. But, well, yeah, and plus it's MOA. But, I mean, there's plenty of places. That you can have it. Where Ooh. is that clicking? I, that was me. 
No, I don't think it was. I think it was GSM from one of our phones interfering with shit. Maybe it was you. I don't know. It's I, no. I, anyway, it doesn't matter. So I want to talk about uh, um, old crappy beaters, kind of hinging on what we would like buy on? for our our for kids. kids. Yes. Um, I was actually reading through Jalopnik, or What's soon that? to be known as Jalopnik, hopefully. Anyway, <laughs> what a great name. I really um, want. They people. had a, a na- an article um, that was just titled what car repairs are worth it mm-hmm. and i didn't actually click into it but i, I get the gist immediately yeah, i've whitelisted whatever yeah it's fine uh, of what they mean is like if you have an old crappy beater and you're driving it just to not have a car payment and stuff like what car repairs that are common are actually worth your time and money to do versus which ones you just let go you know i, I can modify this question and say at what point is a car so irreparable unrepairable that you let it go because we've tested this theory where we've yes. had a car that was so rusty we couldn't do a oil change safely in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the car only had first and second gear, so like you can't go fast enough to hurt yourself in it. Yeah, and well, sometimes a reverse. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. reverse. So like <laughs> with Jan's Accord, I just wait for it to burn off enough oil. Because you you could go fifty five, but you're bouncing off a well, you're not even hitting in you're using a rev limiter, but valve you're, float you're, you're you're at valve float and yeah, so those valve guys are real tired, so you just be burning oil the whole time you're on the you're on the freeway. It's just additional I cooling. Go it's fine. Th- like I live in an area where thankfully I get to drive side streets everywhere, so I wouldn't even go on the highway that much. And even if I did, it was not anywhere where I was going fast enough. Hmm. Oh. You know that what? accord was so weird. It was Once so you're done with strange. this, I want to go back to cars and craft because there's one other. But we talk about talk Ron about all the time, them. so I'm done talking. About, like I don't want Ron's everybody. famous. Yeah, I, I, think, <laughs> I, I think so. A lot everybody of, knows. A lot of people are like, "Oh, well, once the repair is more than the value of the vehicle." No, it, I don't. I don't think that's a lot good. of pe- a lot of people say it. No, I don't and think that's good either. Because one of my coworkers just dealt with this. The suspension on her Mercedes went out, and she's really bummed because she's like, "That totaled my car." She's like, that's not something I could have avoided, and it totaled my Air car. suspension. Well, and it depends. Up. I mean, we have to assume in this question that you're not a wrench, so you have to pay yeah. for whatever these maintenance things are. I mean, like obviously, stuff that's worth doing always: oil changes, mm-hmm. brakes, yep, safety items, tires. Yes. But beyond that, like, well, let's say you you blow a strut in a pothole or something like that, your car still drives fine, but it's yeah. just bouncing like. I would say if things that affect the actual reliability. Yeah. And drivability. And safety of the vehicle. Well, that definitely would affect safety. Well, I should say, like, your, it's, yeah. I I, I think that'd be more drivability than safety. What was that? that? I don't know. That was horrifying. Yeah. Do you have your, are you carrying your? (laughs) No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, Um, Anyway, so there was a. Hal, Hal 9000 is here. Yeah, it was a beep and then a man's voice, and I'm shook. Like, that was not That's super comforting. weird, because my... Uh, Your Alexas are all girls. Yeah, Australian girls. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. I'll leave one ear <laughs> off, because I'm curious now. Yeah, I'm, I want to hear it again. Um, now, anyway, so... Uh, That's super weird. <laughs> it'll probably show up on the mics. Um, it, it would, maybe. maybe these are not that sensitive to background noise. Right, I wish okay. they were, honestly. But there's so some interesting things, things that happen. We but, just have like an ASMR mic like downstairs, oh God. just like gain, gain, like gained all the way up. So like just <laughs> all the weird shit that happens in the background, people have reference to. Just put one downstairs. Yeah, I do 
like for my Sienna, I've been told it needs several repairs that I just have completely ignored because I don't care. Like my transmission or not my transmission, um, some sort of fluid that's not important. Power steering. Power steering fluid has been leaking for the last five years. Doesn't Whatever. Matter. Just yeah. add some once in a while yeah, or I just not even, have power steering. I haven't even added it because they're like, oh, it's a small leak. It's not going to it's not going to matter. And I was like, okay. And they're like, do you want us to fix it? And I was like, hell no. If it's going to be okay, don't do it. I know what that noise was. Mm. Corey just sent me a message. LOL. I just figured out you can have the Alexas make announcements. So I had the whole house say Modi is gay. I love <laughs> technology. <laughs> it did that here too. Thanks, Corey, <laughs> for a- scaring me. Because these are, they probably did it in there too. These are all yeah. on the same account. That's so. hilarious. Anyway, there you go. Anyway, now. Uh, um, <laughs> so care, th- this Corey. is... The kind of car in question comes into play because it's really a matter of how much you love the car, A. Yes. And B, if it is a beater. So I've owned several beaters in my life. Me too. Um, Wow. It's like we like cars or something. I've got two beaters that are currently worth less now Mm -hmm. than they were when I purchased and sold them Okay. in my life. One is a 91 Buick something or other. I can't remember. Um, Garbage. Yeah. Yeah. And Jana's uh, carbureted CA Accord. Those are the only two mm-hmm. beaters I've ever had that are worth now or worth less now than they were when I purchased them. Sure. Otherwise, I've had a beater Supra, beater MR2, a $500 MR2, whatever. But I've run into this where it's a lot of my cars I own and try to get a return on an investment on. Mm-hmm. So I set a point in which what's my maximum investment into this car before I start to not get enough of a profit to make I it I kind of see that. Cause I, mean, I do pay attention to that when I buy a car, like something that's I do plan to make money on it eventually, yeah. and it needs like a bunch of stuff. Like, well, instead of doing all four shocks and struts, I'm going to replace the one that's clearly leaking and blown. It's something like that. It, it's of, like it's like the Porsche 924 at my work. Where oh, man. We, we sunk you know, a lot of money into getting a full paint job, which now put the car we're into a level of value that it's unsellable because mm-hmm. nobody wants nobody's looking for that <laughs> um whereas if we just paint match the one white door to be the same faded black as the rest of the car mm-hmm. then we would have been able to sell that in like a hurry made we more have four, money yeah we would have only had like maybe four or five hundred dollars into painting it so that that's kind of thing is you know what you really should be doing is keeping your car at a point where you're going to make money on it. I guess, but I mean, most people will never make money on their cars because they pay way too much for them. They do the wrong maintenance. They pay people to do the maintenance for it. So it's like, no, because like a a set of shocks on a, a, like a late 1980s Accord or something like that. If you get that done at a shop, it's really expensive. That's that's why I got my van for nothing because it needed shocks all around. And I got it for two grand because like, it like, needed that can total vehicles out yeah. these days yeah. like you could just get a car for like three hundred dollars that is fine but it needs a set of yeah. But, yeah but it rides like a buick yeah. or if it's a mercedes it's laid out on the ground and not able to move yeah, yeah exactly yeah and i feel so bad for my coworker. i was like because we just got the manuel mm-hmm. running uh ron's manual equivalent and i was like do you know how to drive manual? Because you can borrow one of my cars because I felt so bad for her because she's like, an Uber would cost more than I made today. And I was like, oh, girl. I was like, 
person should take public transportation and not have a car. Yeah. yeah. If that's their daily wage. I'm just going to say that. Um, now. Well, I think she lives, like, we work in St. Louis Park, but I think she lives in, like, the outer ring suburbs. I so gotcha. I think that's why it would be so expensive. Too. So that makes sense. Yeah, that can get pricey. Yeah. Then I guess our answer, my answer is dependent on your return on investment a repair if is you're buying a car to last a short amount of time and you're going to drive it into the ground just change the oil mm-hmm. and make sure it has tires with tread and brake pads that work that's yep. it everything else just do everything My, mine is but a, do minimal and so yes. that's yours minimal is do the minimum to keep it running mine is and safe mine is, mine is another question is what's what what is the return on investment at that point for the car itself mm-hmm and then Jana's is I, it ignore really, it all. Ignore it all. Ig- and ignore hope it, it and hope it hope it works itself out. Because I do that. With you a see, lot in Jana the also owns Japanese cars where they do that, or they'll just yeah. if you change the engine oil, it's fine. Yeah, yeah I, they, I do. They'll they'll fix themselves. Like yep. I've got a squeaky belt that's so bad right now that people physically leave my house to ask me if I'm like, okay. like okay. They're like. <laughs> You need to fix your car, and I was like, I know what it is. I next oil change, which is in like five hundred miles, I'll have them check it. If it's not important, I don't care. I think last time we just put some belt lube on it. Yeah, like it does this. <laughs> it does this occasionally, and I'm like, oh wow, my car's loud. I don't care. All the parents at my school can hear how poor I am. Scott it's said fine. the element was starting to have a squeaky belt, and he's like, should I not drive it? I'm like. Unless there's like flashing lights, the temperature yeah. comes up, the belt snaps, or it gets way worse. If it's continuous, it. yep. if it's the continuous squ- squeaking and like I can't like pump the gas and get it to go away, then yeah. I'm kind of like, I'm yeah, going to drive it to belt. my destination. Yeah. But, you know, then I'll call Ryan later and be like, so this is going on? Like, does this sound like a problem? And if he says no, I just keep driving it. Like, I am the definition of what mechanics love and people hate because like i just i i have a free car i really don't care and i can't afford i don't know if to mechanics make... love you but oh they, they, i guess they don't because i don't spend money on yeah, them mechanics hate it yeah because mechanics love somebody that has like a volkswagen yeah. tiguan and thinks it's the greatest exactly. car in the world oh. and they just refuse to drive um, anything other than so i guess i guess tiguan. Me- no one loves me that's fine but it's Maudie fine. does love you. Oh, thanks guys but, um, <laughs> but yeah like i've been told that there's sludge in my engine and i need to wash that out and i was like oh no, i'll do it it's myself wash it out it, it's honestly probably stopping other things from leaking worse yeah so, no, mm-hmm. so like, i wouldn't worry about somebody, it somebody like that a mechanic, is your gasket now yeah mechanic told me about that a couple <laughs> years ago that was like the last time i brought it to jiffy lube because like my oh, that's other things your parents are yeah. taking to Jiffy. Yeah, forever. so that's fine. Um, so I took it there, and they're like, you're going to want to clean your engine. And I was like, okay, I'll do that myself. And they told me, no, don't take a garden hose to it. And I was like, what the um, fuck? I'm not. I was like, I have access to a shop in which I have all the necessary tools to do it myself. Also, I just don't care enough. Like, it's not, it's not causing any issues. And then that's when they also told me about the power steering fluid. And I was like, great. I hate Which power steering like anyway. Leaking, mm-hmm. I was, I was like, like, great. I'm about to get hella jacked. Do, do you know what dealer yeah. leaking is? Dealer leaking? Dealer leaking. It's when there's a little bit of dust that's built up around the edge of the boot. Because ah. it's slightly moist. Yeah. But like, even then I was like, there's no spot on the driveway. So I, I don't It's fine. Yeah. My, my uh, definition of leaking is when there is are, a spot. there's a new spot. If you park it in two different places in yeah. two different days, then it's a leak. No, no. My, my definition of a leak is 
once behind me looks like a Google Maps route destination, <laughs> that point is then a leak, and then I'll fix That's it. That's more expensive just to keep the fluids topped <laughs> yeah. up than whatever the repair would have been, um, I guarantee. But, yeah, so those are, like, a few things where I've just, like, been, like, it's fine, and, like, the belts, you know, you, it's you know the, You know that meme of Homer Simpson? Where he looks all sexy for Marge on the backside, it's just a bunch of a bunch of like yep. chip, like, yeah, like paper bag clips, or, uh, yeah, binder clips. Are yeah. you saying that's the Sienna? No, that that's I, I, that's every cool car because like that's definitely my van. Is my van definitely has like noisy rear struts and definitely has a belt squeal? Yeah, even like Mister Wags, like it's got like four warning lights on the dash for yeah. like, ABS like, sensors. Oh, yeah. Your Ferrari the... looks the front bottom of that front bumper looks like terrible. It's a nightmare yeah. to look at. Uh, like, but... th- and it has a check engine light. Perfect. It, well, I also a, it, have a maintenance required light that my mom was. My mom borrowed my car once, and she's like, "Um, there's a light on." And I was like, "Oh, that's because I've been doing like oil changes with Ryan, so they don't reset the light for me." No, it's just Lionel. It doesn't do that. He yeah. needs to learn to do that. And if Lionel, you are doing say, that, I can tell you please how to do that. start it's really doing easy. that. Because yeah. this isn't so the first I'm, complaint I've had. I, uh, <laughs> it's I it's not a complaint. I, I'm like, I know my oil change. Like, I'm doing my oil changes on time, so it's <laughs> I fine. I know my car. It's like, fine. It, it's <laughs> fine. Bandit's going to be okay. I, I mean, she's lost a bumper or two, but, I've, you know. I've your van Bandit. I did. Well, it was because we have two silverish Viant, uh, Siennas, so one's smoky and the other one's Bandit, so smoky. That's a better story than it started out. Yeah. yeah. Now, I think you should yeah. have called it Bandit. Uh, now, what I want to Whatever. talk about real quick, though, it was like is... like 2013 um, when I named them, so it's fine. So, uh, real quick, before we move on to the next topic, I want to go back to Cars Well, and the next crap. topic is just what we learned. Yes, yeah, well, so. Oh, yeah, I guess it is. Well, anyway, so I want to talk about Cars and Craft for a second, because... Yeah, I, I said it was their weakest show, and it, it like which is by no means something rude. It's just like if you win every Super Bowl well, the by like four field too. goals, and then you win one by three. I don't one... understand your sports football reference. If you have historically been winning every single race uh-huh. with a one-second margin, and then you win a race by eight-tenths of a second margin, that one is then your weakest performance. Sure. This is their eight tenths of a second. Oh, so it's the A student that gets like a B plus, it, it, A minus. Mm, yeah, it's oh. it's still really, the really, really good. Those Asian parents must do to their <laughs> child. Um, but the the thing is, this is an epidemic that I've noticed that's been happening. What's more. an epidemic? The, this this kind of phenomenon I've seen of people like really just like hustling hard to get into a car show and then leaving early. Yeah, actually, people that, left. Yeah, that's yeah, really a lot of people super, left pretty early. That's super. At crap. Once make... is everybody need to talk all at once. It's just it's super annoying that people leave early like that because like you you. Yes, everyone needs to talk at the same time. By the way, apparently, yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's like to answer your question. It, it's like you think that you're the most special person in the world that you need to block out somebody else that literally spent the entire time there. Because I saw cars. That like totally should have been the show that were in spectator parking the entire time because they didn't have a slot at be- at the beginning. All right, now everybody talking once go. Um, <laughs> now I don't want to anymore. But no, like it was such a problem at Cars and Craft that they literally had, they had an announcement, an announcement yeah. about it, and they're like, "We're gonna stop giving you spots because I noticed that that show kind of clear like circulates where like people come. Mm-hmm. Like somebody and was like, I like, "Oh, I was here at six thirty. Not not like four or five cars though. Yeah, like no. one or two. Like when an entire or... crew rolls out at like so the show's seven to ten. 
Yeah. But when the entire crew rolls out at 8.30 and now you have this big blank spot right in the middle of the lot, like, mm-hmm. that sucks. Yep. So, I mean, what some another thing that cars that uh, Drive Cartel can do that can kind of alleviate this is have kind of, like, stand-ins or, like, like a, a, a second tier. Like, yeah, like a wait yeah. list to get into the show. Mm-hmm. And then you're also guaranteed to have more people showing up because if you have the chance of potentially getting your car in, yeah. mm-hmm. then that's also going to make well, your show more like, popular. And you have cars ro- rotating in. Like, that's going to be cool. I drove a cheap piece of crap to spectate, and then there are four spots. I'm like, I'm just going to go home and get my wagon because yeah. I love my wagon. Yeah, and I brought in my van. Which, yeah, And apparently Nuke has lowered his van. One-upsmanship begins. Yes, now I, I, have, to, I, I have to make Ryan, my van better. It's your daily driver. Please stop. Yeah, it's Nuke's daily driver, too, but I can't have Nuke be cooler than me. He already has a cooler car club than me. Oh I can't let him have a cooler van than me, too. This just in. Ryan is super competitive. I, I, I am. You're right. <laughs> Not a new fact. But... Now, uh, things we learned today. Jana? Oh, I actually <laughs> remembered a thing that I don't know if I mentioned on here before. Because Burger is still facepalming. It's, it's something that... Like, cause like I'm not in school right now, so I don't learn anything outside of what my, cause I'm with toddlers. Well, not with that attitude. I'm with toddlers and preschoolers. I don't learn much except for very personal information that no one needs to know. Um, so I just remembered a fact that I don't know if I shared on here is, um, you need to register with a state and get a permit in order to collect roadkill. (laughs) Oh, that is yeah. actually something that she told me, yeah. Yeah, so that's, it's a real thing. And, like, just so I don't sound super creepy. Cause, Too late. Uh, I know. But it, she does this to herself myself, every episode. I know. To, to explain myself a little bit, my, um, my professor works in anthropology, and one of his, like, fields he specialized in is bones. And so for one of his experiments he had to do, he had to, collect deer carcasses and um clean their bones and look at their damage and That's stuff disgusting. like that so yeah or i guess he, that would be roadkill for the most part yep so he had, he had to you know petition for it and like we're when we were down in the southwest we we're driving a lot and so he's looking to see if there is anything off the road that was already <laughs> bones that he could oh <laughs> so once that one looks pretty stinky like, so once it becomes like, you bones, can't... you can then take it. Well, and if it's, like, off the road, I'm sure there's different things. It's not like... roadkill. It's ditch debris. Yeah, so he was just kind of looking, and I guess he's just so... He had to do it for so long that he's just always keeping his eye out for roadkill. And then somebody's like, why don't you just pick it up? And he's like, first of all, with a van full of you guys, that would be nasty. Second of all, you need a permit for it. And I was like... Huh, so I asked him a bunch of questions about it, and now I know way more about it than I need to, but I find it super interesting that, you know. That is definitely an interesting fact, that you need a permit to collect roadkill. I guess it makes sense. Yeah, it it makes sense because, you know, it would be nasty if people were just collecting roadkill. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's, yeah, lots of, like, disease issues and things, so. That's that's a fun thing. Fun thing that you learned. Burger? You next. I got a good one. Shit. Um, 
You're like, I didn't learn anything. Mine's short, too, so even if I go right now, yeah. you're not going to benefit much from yeah, it. Yeah, no, you go first, because I've, I've got three things in my head that I'm trying to even <laughs> The second-gen Toyota Sienna was offered with the 2GRFE <laughs> for three years of its existence. There you go. You learned something new. That's incredible. I learned that um, the pricing of the Volkswagen Cabriolets is really wildly erratic, ranging from twenty, raising from about five hundred dollars for a beater example. It runs. Second, like a Mark three and a half. No, the Mark two, Mark ones, okay. the Cabriolets, not the Mark, not the Cabrio, Cabriolet, Let. Anyway, so the Cabriolets, the bottom end is about five hundred dollars. Top end is eleven thousand three hundred. Uh, I know in total numbers that's not a big swing. But in percentage, percentage <laughs> that is a massive swing. It literally swings 95% of the value of the vehicle. It's hilarious. That is actually a pretty impressive chasm. <laughs> That's a really, really big swing. It goes from being worth like a... Yeah, and that's like one specific model. Wow. Yeah, I've never... I, off the top of my head, I can't think I of can't another... I can't think of any other car that's got a swing like that. Like, it's it, that car is in of itself. Yeah, I got nothing. Go. So the the Mark One, wow. the Mark One, Mark Two Cabriolet wow. uh, tells you how many of those are trash <laughs> and how many like the good ones, how rare they are. Yeah. So the more you know. Uh, thank you for listening to Carbitrage, uh, special Monday edition, and uh, we'll be back in a few minutes with uh, the the rest of it. Yes, we will. Twitch. Yep. So Bye. this episode again is Monday, and we will only have one for this week and the next week. So the next time you hear us should be Saturday. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe it's really busy. Or Sunday or no, Monday. Because next Saturday is. Either way, over the we're next, gonna get this figured out. You'll hear us again in less than seven days. Yes, you will. Yes. On that note, catch you next time. Bye. Bye.